So if you're here and you don't have your extended family or your nuclear family here with you, jump in with somebody else. Does that make sense? And try to find someone that maybe you're in a group of six or so because we're going to play a little game together. So try to be in a group around you of a little kind of uh, group together. So again, we'll play some games. We're going to have some discussions. So be kind of with some. It could be people in your small group, if that's who kind of you're with tonight, uh, or just with members of your household, members of your family. All right, so as we get started, you know, it's great to be here in the Bronx, the boogie down. Good to see everybody. Uh, it's pretty cool uh, seeing Cedric. I mean, it's crazy because he was one of my preteen counselors, and so I have a lot of great memories uh, with him. And uh, it's great, obviously, to see James and Nana get to work in the youth and family ministry with them. And uh, it's cool to be here and uh, get to see Maurice, obviously. So we're going to have a good time tonight. I didn't think that I'd have to introduce myself, but because of my beard, people didn't know who I was. So my name is Ross Lippincott, and uh, my wife and I are in the New Jersey region. Yes, it is me. I know I have a beard, but I am the guy that sings and plays guitar usually at our services. I might look like a stranger to you, but this is me, and I still, I'm still your brother in Christ, and I go nowhere. I still love you. I think you're awesome. Uh, so it's just fun to be with this group. My wife was going to be here with me. And uh, she's actually three weeks pregnant and started to feel some, you know, we don't know if it was Braxton Hicks or if it was actually contractions, but either way, uh, we were going to bring her and my little daughter, Emmy, so I have a two-year-old daughter, and then I'm about to have a son any day now, so if I run out while I'm speaking, it's not because I don't love you guys, it's because my wife is in labor, all right? But that's how much I love you guys, and I wanted to be here because I really, you know, wanted to spend time with you guys, even though, you know, so I actually thank my wife because she allowed me to come here on faith that, you know, she's not going to give birth while I'm here, but even if she does, amen. I'm going to grab my notes here for a second. While I'm doing that, I got some exciting things to tell you guys. Tonight we're going to be talking about family communication, as you can see from the slide. But before we get into that... You know, I got some exciting news with the Youth and Family Ministry. Every year we look forward to having teen camp and having a great time there, right? All right, so every year we look forward to teen camp, and I'm excited because you've heard of, I'm going to break the news early, you're the first region that's going to hear about this, all right? So you're extra special. Everyone else, they're going to get the announcement for Sunday. But this, uh, this summer, you've heard of the movie Jumanji, but have you heard of... Jumanji, this is Be Godly, alright? So this is going to be our team camp theme. Maybe you've seen that movie, Jumanji? So we're going off of that. We're kind of going to riff on that, and we're calling it Be Godly out of 1 Timothy 4.7. It says, train yourselves to be godly. So that's going to be a really fun, fun time together. So what I want to do right now is play a little game, because hopefully we're together as families. And so we're going to play a game together, because tonight we're talking about family communication. So here's what I need. What we're going to do here is that I'm going to give each of you guys, hopefully you, you'll find a group of six, or you're already in a group of six or less, but try to get in a group with your family, or if you're not here with your family, join in with another group that you feel like family with. And I'm going to give you guys, in a minute, I'm going to give you guys a packet of paper like this, and I have some pens here if you need it too. And here's the rules. We're going to play a game called Telestrations. And that's a mix of the words, tele, you ever played telephone? You ever played like, uh, and then illustrations, like Pictionary? 
So we're going to mix those two games, okay? So we're going to be passing a message by drawing pictures and writing words, okay? So it's one part telephone, one part Pictionary. One person is going to get a word, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you come up. So think about this. You're going to send one person from your group to come up and get a little packet. If you don't have a pen, grab a pen. And I'm going to give you a specific word. And then when I say, when everyone's seated, I'm going to say go, and then you're going to have to draw a picture. So if you're the first person who comes up here, I'm going to give you a word. You're going to have to draw a picture of whatever word I told you. Does that make sense so far? And you're going to have about 30 to 60 seconds to draw that word. And then after that time is up, you're going to pass it to the next person who's going to guess what that picture was. And so on that first page, you're going to draw the picture. Then you're, the, you're going to pass it to the second person. They're going to have to look at this picture and then write down what they think that was. Does that make sense? And you'll have about 30 to 60 seconds to figure out what is it, write down the word. Then I'm going to time that. After about 30 to 60 seconds, you're going to have to pass it to the next person who's going to read that word and they have to draw a picture. Make sense to you guys? And so on and so forth, so that by the last person, you should, the first person draws a picture, second person writes a word, third person draws a picture, and then the fourth person writes a word, fifth person draws a picture, and the sixth person is going to write a word, and we're going to see, is that word the same thing I gave you in the beginning? Do you guys follow what I'm saying here? Make sense to you guys? So, what we're going to do here is we're going to pick, you guys amongst yourselves in just a second, you need to pick one member of your group. And then you're going to have to send them up here to me. Okay, does that make sense? So I'm going to give you guys about 10 seconds. Pick somebody and form a line right here. Send them up to me and form a line. I'm going to give you a word. And remember this word I give you. And I'm going to give you a packet. So even though you get the packet, stay up here. And I'm going to give you a word. So just keep passing. Take one and pass it down. Pass, the, pass them all out. Okay, remember, don't draw anything until I say go. So remember your word. Okay, everybody ready? Repeat the instructions. Okay, here we go. I gave one person from each of your groups a packet and a word that you should still have in your brain, so don't forget it. Now you're going to take that word, and when I say go, if you're the person that got the packet, you're going to draw a picture of the word that you got. Everyone make sense? I'll direct you through the rest of it, okay? Here we go. I'm going to set my timer to... I'll give you guys 45 seconds. How's that sound? All right, here we go. Ready, set, go. Oh, also, I'm sorry. You can't use any letters or numbers in the drawing. So no writing. It can only be a picture. I'm sorry I didn't mention that before. 20 seconds. Also, the rest of the group can't look at the picture being drawn. Sorry, don't look at the picture being drawn. Only the first person, you can only the person drawing can look at the picture. All right? So don't look at the picture. Only the person who's got it in their hands Two seconds, one time. All right, stop. So now pass your packet to the second person. No one else gets to look at it, okay? I'm sorry I didn't mention that earlier. You guys, you guys want to win. We got some competitive people up in the building, all right? So then the second person, all right, here we go. Don't look at it. You're going to have 45 seconds to write a word based on the picture that was drawn. Here we go. In three, two, one, go. So you got to write a word to describe the picture that was drawn on the second page, on the, blank, the next blank page. So each person, you get your own page, all right? You don't have to use a page somebody else used. All right, 30 seconds. Maybe I'll give you, anybody need more time? You have to write the word 
of the picture that was on the first page. You got it? All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, with no one else looking, pass to the third person. The third person's gonna look at that word, and then you're gonna flip the page to the third page that's blank and draw a picture. Three, two, one, go. Better draw fast. Hope you guys are quick at drawing. All right, 25 more seconds to draw that picture. 15 seconds. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop. Okay, so now, third person, you're gonna pass the packet to the fourth person. Only they get to look at it. You're gonna look at that picture and write a word, whatever that means to you. Try to figure out what it is. Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. This one takes shorter amount of time. Who's done? All right, I'm gonna give you guys 10 more seconds. 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, stop. Pass it to the fifth person. You're gonna read that word and draw on the fifth page a picture. In three, two, one, go. All right. 20 seconds, five, four, three, two, one, stop. Okay, now you're gonna take that picture and give it to the last person in your group and you're gonna have to write down your guess as to what that is. And I'm gonna give you about 20 seconds to do that. Here we go, ready? Three, two, one, go. Oh, that's okay. So just have someone else, can you find someone that could write a guess of what that is then? If you didn't, hopefully everyone had a group of six. If you did not, then, you know, find someone that can guess what your picture is. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. All right, time is up. Did everybody finish? You guys wrote it down? All right, so talk amongst yourselves, and I want to find out, find out what the original word was and what did you end up with. And raise your hand if you got it right. Raise your hand nice and high if you got it right. Who got it right? You got it right? Anybody else get it right? You guys got it right? Okay, okay, here we go. Shh. I need everybody's attention. This is pretty fun, right? So who got it wrong? All right. Who would like to stand up as a representative from your group? Just tell us what was the original word you were given and what was the guess that was given at the end? Right here, nice and loud. Letter, the word was letter. You wrote what? Tornado. Okay, a letter became a tornado, right? Good luck, USPS. All right, let's get all the way back here. You back there. What was your original word? Your word was smile, and you got what? Tongue? Oh, wow, okay. Smile became a tongue. They lost all their teeth. I don't know what happened. All right, right here, right here. You, right here. The original word was what? Spaceship. The original word was spaceship, and they ended with a scarecrow, right? See, I knew from Wizard of Oz there's some kind of extraterrestrial thing going on there. All right, Samuel, hurricane, and you end up with rain. One more right here, awesome. Bucket was the first word. A bucket and a coffee cup. Some of y'all drinking enough coffee, though. You look like a bucket. You drink. All right. So, give it up for yourselves. You guys have fun playing that game. You know, part of why we're going to play that game is because it's so easy for things to 
get lost in translation, isn't it? In communication with family, sometimes I'm saying one thing and you're hearing something totally different, okay? So we're going to talk tonight about three healthy aspects of communication in our families, amen? So the first one we're going to talk about, as you can see on the screen, is understanding each other. We're going to talk about understanding each other. So let's read this passage in Proverbs. Can somebody read this really quickly, nice and loud? Who's got a really loud voice that could read this? Right here. Mm, all right. So this proverb contrasts two different ways to communicate, right? So what is the one way of communication that we see here? Okay, right? So they have no pleasure in understanding, maybe delighting in airing their own opinions, right? That's one way. You know, what's another way of communication? Talking, listening, anything else we see in here, though? It's in the first part. They find no pleasure in it, but what is it? What is it? Understanding, right? So you can understand or you can air your own opinions. What's the difference between these two things? Okay, that's pretty insightful. One is concerned with the other person and trying to understand where you're coming from, how are you feeling. The other is concerned with just myself getting my point across. Anybody else? What's the difference between, you know, finding pleasure and understanding versus airing your own opinions? Mm. An irrelevance for truth? Right. It's like, I don't care what the truth is, but I gotta say how I feel and what I think. You know, one is concerned with getting its own point across. The other is concerned about what the other person has to say. I think you guys are totally correct in that. But what makes this difficult in everyday life? Because it's great to read the proverb, right? But in real life, I know I can tend to be like, I want to tell you what I think, right? So what makes it difficult in everyday life? Sometimes we fight. Sometimes we are in our pride, right? We don't want to hear what someone else has to say. Anybody in the back? What makes this difficult in everyday life? Time constraints, right? It's like, i got to communicate with you right now because I'm going to miss my train. I'm going to miss my bus, right? Any other things that make this difficult in real life? Sure. So just two different definitions, maybe. It's the way I see things through my glasses because of my life experience might look a little bit different to two different people. So let's read this next slide. It says, just because you said something or did something with your face, your eyes, or body does not mean that the other person feels communicated with. Who can put this into their own words? What does this mean to you? Some people may communicate with their body mm-hmm. and think that that's a way of communicating with that person how they feel with that. Totally, right? Some people, will, they won't say things, but they're communicating with their body language. Oh, you know? And then it's like, well, why didn't you understand it? You, obviously, I was upset. It's like, well, you didn't say anything, right? What, who else? How could you put this into your own words? Sure. So just like the Love Languages book, which is a great book, there are different communication styles and different ways we communicate, right? Anybody else, how could, this, how could you put this into your own words? Sure. Totally. So it's a form of communication. I think, too, it says, you know, just because you said something, right? We can say something, but even if we verbally communicate, that doesn't mean somebody else heard it. We can do something with our face, our eyes, you know, our body, but that doesn't mean somebody else you know, feels communicated with. Does that make sense? And so sometimes we can think that I said or I did something that you could understand, but actually they didn't really fully get it. They weren't listening or didn't hear it. Okay? So what are some ways that we can abuse this principle right here? 
yeah, we can use it as an excuse and say, well, you said that, but I was busy or I wasn't paying attention, I didn't really get it. Anything else that we can, ways in which people can abuse this, making a statement or not making a full sentence. Sometimes they're like, they'll kind of trail off, like expecting you're going to finish the sentence and you don't know what they were trying to say, you know? I think another way people can abuse this principle is when they do expect, well, I, well, I said it, right? Or I did this, you should have understood me, right? Putting that burden on someone else. Right back here, I got a hand. Yeah, there are cultural cues, there's different things, different ways we grew up. And so communication is so important because sometimes, how many fights happen because we had a miscommunication, right? And even within a marriage, within a family, sometimes we didn't understand. And and when we just go back and talk about it, it's like, no, that's not what I was meaning to say there. How many arguments could have been avoided, right, if we just would have followed some of those principles? Let's move on. How does it feel to communicate something and be misunderstood? Right here. Hurtful. Yeah. Anybody else? How does it feel to communicate something and be misunderstood? Yeah, you feel not listened to. Feel what? Frustrated. Right? It's frustration because, like, I'm trying to tell you, I told you, I'm, you know, why are you not getting what I'm saying? So I have to repeat myself. Anybody else? How does that feel when someone maybe is not understanding something that you're trying to communicate? Helpless? Yeah, because you're like, well, I don't know what to do because I'm saying it how it is and you're not getting it or understanding it. You know, maybe you felt that in the game we just played. Maybe you felt a little bit helpless, right? Maybe you felt misunderstood with your drawing. You're like, no, it was a letter. It was not a tornado, you know? No, this definitely was a hurricane. Or this, that was a spaceship. How dare you get a scarecrow out of that, right? It's frustrating, especially when we thought we communicated clearly, isn't it? So here's something that I want to do. Ways to ensure understanding. You know, look at this slide for a second. You know, first of all, one thing I've learned is you got to approach the person at a good time for them, right? Sometimes we want to talk about something at the worst time, right? This is like in the middle of, you know, I'm busy, I'm working on something, you know? I've had to learn with my wife that sometimes when she wants to talk to me, I do have to put away my phone or turn, you know, turn the, you know, close the computer. But sometimes when we're in the middle of doing something, and she'll ask me sometimes, is this a good time to talk to you? And I can say, yes it is, or no it's not, can we talk in a little bit here? Because timing is such a big deal, isn't it? You know, another thing, which I just mentioned, remove all distractions, right? Phones. How can you communicate sometimes with the TV on, right? I find it so distracting, you know? It's like I can watch it, but I just can't, I can't focus. I feel like I have ADD. Also, explain what you mean. You know, sometimes we say, we throw something out there, and we don't really kind of walk through why am I saying this, or why was it bringing, we just pull it out of thin air, you know? And sometimes it helps have some background as to why are we talking about this? How is this relevant to what's going on in our everyday life? Uh, another thing is ask questions to hear if they understand. Hey, so does that make sense to you? Do you, you know, what do you hear me saying? You ever ask that question? That's a really good question to ask. So what do you hear me saying? And not in like a, what do you hear me saying, right? But like, so what do you hear me saying? Like, that would help me. Can you just kind of let me know so I'm making sure I'm communicating clearly? You see how that brings the defenses down and not up? There's ways in communication where we can bring the walls up or we can bring them down, okay? Also, the listener should get in the habit of saying, so as much as us, the asker, can say, you know, can you let me know what, do you, what are you hearing me saying? The listener can say, what I hear you saying is dot, dot, dot. You know, sometimes with Manami, I can say, so what I'm hearing you say is this. And that gives her the opportunity to say, no, that is not what I said at all, right? That's not what I meant. And think about how many arguments can be avoided 
if you can just communicate a little bit more clearly. Amen? So, you know, what I want to do is a quick exercise. If you're sitting with your children, your family, um, even if you're not, you could, it could be somebody who's your brother or sister in Christ, because we're all family in here. Amen? What I'd like you to do is explain, parents, explain to your kids the schedule for tomorrow. And try to get it across and see how that goes using some of these techniques, okay? And if you're not with your children, just talk to your brother or sister in Christ. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. See if you can get them to repeat it back to you. I'll give you about ten more seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, great. You can stop right now. I'm sure you might have been in the middle of communicating, so I'm sorry for interrupting you. But hopefully, did that go pretty well? How'd that go for you guys? Were you able to feel like you got some communication, lines of communication established? Amen. All right, so let's move on. And I want to look at another scripture that I'm sure many of you could probably quote and know by heart. It's James 1, 19 through 20. Anybody know this scripture? I'm sure you do, right? It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. You know, this is funny, this is not in my notes, but it's interesting that it brings up anger when someone says, hey, when we miscommunicate, it makes me frustrated, because how many times when there's miscommunications, it ought, it's, not, it's no surprise that God immediately jumps to talking about anger when he's talking about listening and speaking, because when we're not quick to listen and slow to speak, it's frustrating, right? Okay. You know, that means that we're supposed to, you know, when we look at the scripture, it says we're encouraged here to be quick to listen. That means that we suppress what we want to say and are eager to hear the other person. Can you guys just stop for a second and imagine how this would look like at home if we could put this into practice with our families? Imagine mom, right? You walk in from work and you say, hello, my son. I have something I'd like to talk to you about. And the son says, of course, mom. Let me turn my phone on silent and grab a seat so I can listen, right? Isn't that like a dream? Could you imagine if, the, if your son or your daughter said, let me turn off my video games, mom or dad, so I want to listen to what you have to say because I want to be quick to listen. And vice versa, right? Imagine if at home, if your son or your daughter said, hey, mom or dad, there's something I really want to talk to you about. It's like, sure, let me stop what I'm doing right now so I can listen and focus on you, right? Wouldn't that be incredible? You know, so that's, it's important for us to make sure that we're understanding one another. Let's move on to the next thing, which is making time to communicate. We've got to understand one another. We've also got to make time to communicate. Communication, like someone said, we feel rushed. You over here, right, said the time constraints, right? And see, things happen in our lives that we make time for. And we've got to make time in our families for communication. Because it's not going to happen with this busy world we live in, right? You know... For making time to communicate, our first point really definitely leads us into this one. In order to really understand each other and communicate well, we also have to realize that it takes time and it's important. Let's look at this, this slide right here. What are the challenges we face when trying to make time for communication? What are some challenges we might face in trying to make time for communication? Distractions, right? There's social media, there's cell phones, there's TV, there's the news, there's my job. So there's different distractions. What else? 
interfering with our schedule back here. I'm tired, right? I know for many of us who work, right, dads and moms, right, we're working hard and we get home and I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going, I'm going to lay down on the couch. I just don't feel, I don't got any more words left in me. I've used my quota for the day. I already used it up at work. I don't got any more words in me. Defensiveness, right? Totally. That could be something that's an obstacle for making time for communication. Anybody else? Maybe we just don't have an urgency to do it. Maybe in our heart, we don't see it as important. And that's definitely a big obstacle. You know, life is busy. We're often running from one activity to another. And then maybe that some days we don't even see each other very much. Does that happen in anybody's families, right? Sometimes you're like, I haven't seen you. We're like two shifts passing in the night. I barely see you at all sometimes, right? Now let's move on to this. How do we tend to communicate when we feel stressed or rushed? You know, we're often in these times, right, where we barely see each other. we got to communicate quickly, and then i got to run off to work. How do, how do we tend to communicate when we feel stressed or rushed? Shortness, right? Hey, I told you you need to do that. Do that right now, right? What else? How do we tend to communicate? Yeah, our tone could be sharp, right? Our tone sometimes can be, you know, not very gentle. It can be a little harsh because we're trying to get it out as soon as we can. Anybody else? Impatience, right? We can be impatient because I'm stressed, right? Sometimes it's not clear because we're cluttered and jumbled ourselves and what I'm trying to get out there and say to you. And so that can be really confusing for our children as well. You know, we get irritable, short-tempered, and impatient when we're stressed. And we don't take time to really understand each other. Let's move on to another question. What are some ways that we can ensure that our families have time for great communication during the week? Obviously, like we've established, it's not going to happen by itself. It's not going to happen just miraculously. It's something that needs to be made time for. So what are some things that we can do, some ways that we can ensure that our families have time for great communication? Set aside a day or a couple hours to have a family time, you know. I know for Manami and I, we have a family devotional every Monday night with our daughter. And it's never too early to start a family devotional, and it's never too late. And I want to make sure you know that, is that family, there's never, you're never too early or too late to start a regular weekly time with your family. Amen? Can I get an amen on that? All right, I saw some other hands right here. Sure, daily check-in. So there's, there's going to be those short communications and talking and little things. Anybody else? What are some ways we can make sure? Conversations over dinner. We're going to definitely talk about that. Yeah, conversations over dinner. That's huge. There's some, some serious statistics about, which I can't even share in this room because of the people we have in it, the effects of having uh, a family dinner with your kids is going to dramatically change some things that can happen with them in high school and college. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, one idea is work. I know our schedules are tough, and it might not be uh, the same thing as everybody else. It might not be for us, it works on Monday nights. It could be a Saturday morning. It could be Sunday after church. It could be a Wednesday night. It could be, you know, whenever it works for your family. But work out your schedule to have a meal together with your family. You know, every day is awesome if you could, you know. But there's something really important about having regular meals together as a family, spending time around the dinner table or the breakfast table. You know, I know in a lot of um, Latin countries, they have, you know, in the middle of the day, in Europe, right, they go, you know, they go, it's not like that in America, but I thought that's so cool, right? They go for like two hours and have lunch together. Kids leave school, people leave work. That might not be realistic here, but find a time that works for you guys to get time to connect. It's funny what kids and, and youth will say over a meal. They'll, they'll talk more, you know, especially boys when they're food, right? All of a sudden you're like, wow, you talk a lot, you know? You really like those ribs, huh? 
have a regularly scheduled family night each week. You know, I know this can be overwhelming sometimes. I know for dads, we can feel this pressure. Work together with your wife. It doesn't have to be something you just do alone. It's something Manami and I had to work out together about what are our expectations for our family night and our family devotional time. And we had to communicate about that because I had one set of expectations and she had a whole other set of expectations. You know, there's really cool devotionals, there's resources, there's things out there. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, there's really cool things. I know for us with our daughter right now, we're just reading Bible stories, you know, out of a Bible storybook. You know, I don't have to be telling her, well, the Greek word for this is agapeo, you know. She's not going to remember that, you know. It's about teaching her about who God is. And so those are things, reading them stories, you know. But a family night, you know, it could be, you know, there's spiritual things, fun things, watching movies, playing games together, but making time for regularly having a family night each week. Um, You know, also being sensitive to each other's schedules and know when it isn't a good time to talk. I think that's really important to say here because sometimes if we catch someone at the wrong time, you know, that can really lead to an explosion, right? So it's important for us to know when's a good time to talk and when maybe, you know, let's talk about this at a better time, right? A more opportune time. So here's what we're going to do. I want us to just circle up. You should be around your family. And I want you to ask these questions, talk about this to one another. Number one, how well is your family doing in making time to communicate? So hopefully everybody in your group can talk about this. If your immediate family's not here, you can just share about what's going on, you know, with your, whoever you're close to and how that's going, making time to communicate with them. Also, what can be done differently? And finally, what can you do this upcoming week to make it better? Does that make sense to everybody? So I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes to circle up just right in your seats, right by your family, and talk about these three questions. Three, two, one, go. Two, one. All right, awesome. So I hope you guys had a good time talking in your groups. I know that probably wasn't enough time for everybody to get to share and talk, but hopefully you can take a picture or you can write down these questions and you can talk about this. This is something that you guys can have a, a family time to talk about, you know, so you can talk about these questions more in detail. Is there anyone that would like to share with the group and stand up and share what's something that you've discovered or decided from this exercise? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's awesome. So she was saying that she one thing she realizes that she's watching TV while her husband is trying to communicate uh, to her, so she's learning maybe that's something she wants to work on not doing. So Amen. That's awesome. Anybody else? Something you'd like to share that you learned or that you decided as a result of this? <laughs> All right, amen. Amen, bro. All right. Anybody else? Anything you want to share? Something you learned or decided from that exercise? Anybody? All right. Oh, way, way in the back. That you should all try to eat dinner at the same time. Amen. I think that's great. And look, that's hard to do sometimes. That's that's an accomplishment in and of itself. But I think that it's amazing what can happen when we're just all at the dinner table eating food together at the same time. That's awesome. Okay, one more. Sure. Yeah, you can set up like a Skype chat. Yeah, give it up. You can set up a Skype chat and set out some extra food and then you can be like, you can eat that, you know? All right. One one more right here. So, um, well, then I share that because the people are talking to us about needing each of us and giving the night to two of us. Gotcha. Amen. That's awesome. So, amen. Good stuff. 
You know, there's a lot of great things that we can learn when we just ask these questions and talk to one another. So I want to encourage you to keep talking about those things with your families. You know, moving on, this is an important point. We are all wired differently. Can I say it again? We are all wired differently. Let's be honest about the Telestrations game we played, right? Some of us are really bad drawers, right? We're terrible. You know, we've got an F in art in, in high school, right? That's just not our thing. If we lost our ability to speak and had to rely on drawing as our only communication method, we would be sunk, right? Because we're just not good artists. Others may be very artistically oriented, but only know how to communicate in such detail that it would take two hours to do the drawing, right? By the time you got done, you're like, you know, I forgot what we were talking about, right? You know, others might be artistic but abstract, and your drawing of a chair might have looked like a cat. You know, it wasn't exactly what we thought it was going to be. So good communication happens when we know, pay attention to, and accept family members for who God made them to be. Amen? Let me ask this question. Are there members of your family that like to talk more than the others? I know that's nobody in this room, right? I know that's nobody in here. I, as you can tell, you know, my wife is a talker. No, I'm just kidding. As you can tell, I like to talk a lot. And so, you know, but this is a good question to ask and think about. Are there members, you don't have to answer this out loud right now, but go back and talk as a family and think about this. Now, here's the thing. Parents may tend to want to communicate more. They want more communication, right, than the teens. Moms can often be very talkative, right? I have a very talkative mom. She's awesome. She's always asking me, where'd you go? What'd you do? And who were you with? And what were they doing? What were they eating? And what were they thinking? And did they like that? And how did they feel about what they did yesterday? I'm like, I have no idea, mom. You're driving me crazy, right? Maybe some parents that come home from work don't want to talk until they unwind a little bit, right? Maybe you're like, I'm beat, and I just can't even process what you're, you're like speaking another language to me right now. Many teens prefer to answer with some sort of noise, right? <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> right? They don't really talk with words, right? Sometimes they're just like, uh, and making sounds, right? Maybe a grunt, or maybe like a head movement, you know? But that's mainly how teens sometimes will communicate. But we do like to communicate differently, don't we? Some people like to talk face to face, right? I want to see your eyes. I want to know that you heard me. I need eye contact when we're talking. Some people like to talk on the phone, right? If they have a hard conversation, sometimes they'd rather do it over the phone than talking in person. Some people want to communicate over email, right? We can, there's a lot of ways nowadays to communicate. Text messages, right? Some people like to text, and that's a way to communicate. Maurice sends me all these GIF pictures, right? It's like he finds the perfect ones. I don't know how he always does it, but he communicates through pictures, right? So different people communicate different ways. You know, there's also this kind of communication. This is get to the point, right? There's get, like, so what do you want to say? Like, just tell me, right? There's that kind of communication. And then there's also that, like, enjoy the conversation. Like, oh, okay, mm, like, we're going to have coffee. Let's talk about it, you know? And there's, so there's different kinds of communication style. Some people just want to talk for the, you know, for the sake of talking, right? I don't care what we're talking about. It's just I like talking and talking and talking and talking. And I want to talk to you and I want to listen to you. So there's different ways of communication. We've got to recognize what's my way and what are my family members. We have different times to communicate. You know, some people want to talk right away in the morning, right? It's like as soon as they get up, like, hey, honey, how did you go? What, you, you know, what are you feeling? Did you have a good night's sleep? You know, some people, they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning. Some people, they want to communicate, but after I've had my quiet time, right? I just need some time to pray, and then I can talk to you, right? 
Some people want to talk in the middle of the day, right? I've had some time to warm up a little bit, right? Okay, my brain is on now. It's like the tube amp has been turned on. Some people like to unwind at night, right? You ever heard of pillow talk? Or like what they were talking about over here? Sometimes we want to talk before bedtime and we lay down and that's when we really get a lot of communication about how we felt about our day or what happened. And then other people like to talk over a meal, right? I love to talk over some food, right? That's a great way to talk, is when you're talking over a meal. And so different people have different times when they prefer to communicate. We have to become aware of each other's preferences. And that doesn't mean that sometimes there doesn't need to be an exception. It's like, well, you know, it's the afternoon and I don't really talk in the afternoon, right? Or like, well, you know, it's late and I'm tired, so I'm just not going to talk right now. Or I only talk over food, so what are you making, right? So that's not what this is saying. It also isn't okay just to say, I don't want to communicate at all, okay? And I think especially teens need to know that, but also parents and children need to know that, you know, we can't just, even if we're upset about something, it's not right just to say, I don't want to talk at all about it. Amen, maybe you need some time, but then within a certain period of time, we need to talk about this. Does that make sense? Teens, I may or may not be talking to you about that. Okay. I want to show you guys a funny picture. There was a cartoon strip called This, and this is a picture from it sharing with us the differences between guys and girls' communication, right? So you got a girl, right? Unspoken communication, girls. They say hi and hi, but okay, I'm checking out her hair, evaluating skin, inspecting Julie, judge your makeup. I've seen that top before. Is that really a tan? Cuffs, oh please. Oh cool, she's got car keys. She must be cool. New jeans or vintage, be jealous of my ankle bracelet, right? They've got all these things that's going on in their minds. Then you got guys, hi, 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 right? That's all they're saying, right? I'm not saying anything else, I'm saying a hi. When I say hi, that's what I'm saying. So there are definitely gender differences in how do we communicate, right? For the record, guys and girls tend to communicate differently. You know, let's look at a proverb, Proverbs 20, verse five. It says, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. You know, this proverb makes two very true statements. Number one, we are all deep people. We're complex, emotional, sensitive, and shaped by our past. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, if you seem tough on the exterior, or whatever your, your vibe might be, we're all complex people. And number two, it takes thoughtful intent to get down to what someone really thinks and what someone really feels. Amen? So some practical help for you guys. Number one, don't always accept the outward communication, right? Sometimes our kids or our parents might run out and slam the door, right? But they're, they're, maybe they're not angry, they're actually hurt, right? Sometimes what is on the outside is not actually what's going on on the inside. So don't accept the outward communication, the eye roll, or, you know, the disrespectfulness, or whatever it is. You know, make sure that you're trying to see what's behind that, what's really going on in their heart. Number two, there's often strong emotion generating false cues, right? Sometimes, right, if you're really amped up about a situation, even the littlest things that they do might be like, well, you're upset at me because look at how you did that, you know? And we're reading all these things into it. So we've got to see that these are emotionally charged situations sometimes. And number three, take the time to pay attention and ask questions if you're unclear as to what's going on. Sometimes you have to say, so what did you mean by that? Or can you help me to understand this? You know, for example, a dad could be working in his office on the computer. Their teenage daughter may come in and ask, Dad, can I watch TV for 30 minutes? 
And dad stops on her and says, no. Read a book. You know, she might walk away thinking, what did I do? Why is he so angry at me? But the reality could be that he's got a meeting tomorrow in which he's pretty sure he's going to get fired. And so dad wasn't angry with his daughter as much as he was insecure and stressed out about his job. Sometimes we take things out on those closest to us, don't we? And so we've got to realize that sometimes it's not about us, but we've got to figure out what's going on beneath the surface. Let's keep going. We've got a couple more slides to look at and we'll wrap up. Here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Be completely humble and gentle. We can stop there. Oh, that's difficult, right? Be patient, bearing with one another in what? In love. Amen. You know, this is really what it takes to have good and healthy communication. This is like a challenging scripture, isn't it? This is one of those like easier said than done, easier read than done scriptures. You know, we need to be humble and approachable, not defensive, right? When we're humble, it means that our kids can come talk to us. And youth and teens and any children in the room, it means that our parents can come talk to us about anything, right? It means that we're approachable, not defensive. We need to be gentle, right? Gentleness means that we're sensitive. When someone shares something with us, it's not, how could you think that? Or how could you feel that? Or that's, you know, but we're asking and we're sensitive. And, oh, man, okay, tell me more about that, right? And being thoughtful. We need to be patient. When we're patient, we're able to be forgiving and gracious. We need to bear with one another in love. Because we've all seen each other at our best and also at our worst, haven't we? And here's the fact is that all of us will be at our best and at our worst again sometime in the future, right? So we all need someone to be patient with us. And then another time it's going to be your, your turn to be the one that's being patient with them. Amen? You know, let's talk about one more quick thing and we're going to wrap up in a little bit. I want us to talk again as a family for a quick minute and talk how you are wired. Talk about how you are wired individually. What kinds of communication work best for each of you? When is the best time for you to communicate? So take about two minutes to talk about this with the people sitting around you. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Two, one. All right, awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed talking about that. As we are closing, I want to ask you guys, would anyone like to share what you discussed? Maybe you want to share about this is what you shared, you know, in your group. This is my preferred communication style or time of day or anything like that. Would anyone like to share what they discussed in their group? Right here, Victoria. She likes talking after school because at your school there's a lot of things to say. All right. Like a lot of things happen at school that you want to share about. That's great. Awesome. Anybody else? Sure. So communicating in the evenings. Definitely. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Amen. But it sounds like you were saying with your daughter... It kind of, the time can change, but it's more about in the car, maybe. Sometimes it's a place that we communicate. Like, I know with my mom, I would talk after school, like, or on the way home from practice, in the car sometimes. So, yeah, back here. Definitely, right? Sometimes it's like, as you talk about things, you realize, oh, that's why. You know, like, we have these kind of epiphanies. No, I think that's great. And it's a good discussion to have. Anybody else want to share? You two. Who, you just got rock, paper, scissors. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I, I would like to do that because we must understand the ego. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. 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 Uh 
trough is full of food, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, amen, sure, that's great. And, and, you know, sometimes, there's no set answers, like, this is the way, you know? Like, some days we talk at night, some days we talk in the morning. So I think it's kind of figuring it out, working it out together and figuring out, but I think part of it is just identifying and knowing that this is when they prefer to communicate, while also all of us need to know that sometimes I'm going to need to talk about something at a time where I don't feel like it or don't like to, and that's part of, you know, sacrificing. But I think that's awesome. You know, so guys, I just want to thank you for having me out from New Jersey to come and be a part of the devotional. Uh, it's great to be here and spend time with you guys. Um, thank you guys so much. You know, Manami and I, we love working with the youth and family ministry. Uh, and as you know, you know, the church is a family, you know, and I really believe that we're all a part of the youth and family ministry. You know, these are all of our kids, you know, that it takes a village to raise a child. And so I'm really grateful for everybody in this room and the ways in which you contribute, whether it's preteens, whether it's young teens, whether it's kids kingdom, whether it's with the teens, you know, the campus. These are all of our kids. And so we really appreciate it. We find it a tremendous joy to get to where we have some awesome kids. And we have some awesome families. And so I want to encourage you guys, uh, because what you're doing and being here tonight, investing in your families, it makes a big difference, you know. Being a parent, someone said, is a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. Just like the Christian walk, sometimes you don't see quick results in things. But I just want to encourage you to stick with it and stay at it because there is going to be a reward in this. Your relationship is going to grow when you make time to communicate, when you learn about each other, when you seek first to understand before seeking to be understood. I believe God will really bless those things. So let's make sure that this week we really work to understand each other, make more time to communicate, and also that we're sensitive to how we're all different. Amen? All right. Thank you guys again for having me. Have a great night.